Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and I'm joined by my producer, Eric Johnson. Eric, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of this part two podcast. And for those that are just joining us wondering what, what was part one, Jeremy, why don't you tell them what part one was all about? Yeah, last week we had Marty Schreiber tell his story. Marty is a former governor in the state of Wisconsin, and he's more famous for, at this point, his journey taking care of his wife, Elaine, as she's gone through Alzheimer's herself. It's been an 18-plus year journey now Mm. that we're in uh, 2021, an 18-year journey, and he's been taking care of his wife. He's been going through all kinds of ways to make sure she's being well taken care of, and he took that experience, turn it into a book. My Two Elaines is the name of the book. Go back to the last week's episode, listen to the first part, listen to his story. And also too, email us. We'd love to give away one of his books. We're gonna, we've set aside three of his books, got them right here next to me. And the first three people that go to retirement-revealed.com, send us uh, an email through the contact page or just email me directly, jeremy at kylefp.com. That's K-E-I-L-F-P.com. We'd love to get that book on out to you. That's a fantastic offer. I Again, the story was amazing. And so now I'm really looking forward to it because this is kind of the question and answer time. And this was, this was from a webinar that Thrivent sponsored, correct? Yeah, the company called Thrivent, a lot of people in the Midwest, Wisconsin are familiar with. And I've got connections uh, to them. And we were talking with them about Uh, doing an educational seminar and they were gracious enough to sponsor that they were the the ones that that put up the the money for the different speaking fees for a few of the people that came on and just so great that they wanted to bring this message to a lot of our clients we had this first in may where it was exclusively for our clients which is great that they got to be part of the the q a and once that was done we we asked martin such great information. Do you mind if we share this later on with the podcast? And he he said, yes, uh, absolutely. He and another individual, Marianne Clareday, is someone that was on the podcast as well too on the webinar. She and Marty had met through the Alzheimer's Association and she's now helping promote Marty's message along with him. And she's also worked through the Alzheimer's Association. She's given some great advice to caregivers that are out there. So this is uh, the Q&A that you get to hear from the, the webinar. And you're going to love it. Great questions were asked. And Marty had the, the great answers, too, because he's, he's lived this for a lot of people that are now facing, facing this situation. Everyone can send a question in, Q&A uh, on there. So feel free to, to do that. We've got a couple coming in. But uh, one thing that's important is just talking through that decision you made to have Elaine move into more residential care as opposed to you being able to take care of her 24-7 in your house. Can you talk about that decision to have her go to more professional care, I suppose? Yes. Having Elaine come into assisted living memory care was the toughest decision I think I've ever made in my whole life. It was just really simply heartbreaking. What led up to the decision, my children had sort of an intervention with me. 
And uh, they, they sat down and they said, Dad, if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be dead before mom. Why do we want to lose two parents? That was part of the ingredient. Uh, I have, uh, was going to counseling with the Alzheimer's Association and uh, Linda Market, my counselor. I'm visiting with her and I'm, I told her I cannot see putting Elaine into a nursing home. And Linda said, you're not putting Elaine anyplace. You are giving her an opportunity to be who she is now. She asked, can Marty Shriver's 24-7 nursing home care take care of Elaine? Well, the answer to that was not. You know, I was sleeping near the doorway at night for Fury Lane would go out at night into the street. I mentioned the irrational irritability. I mentioned the impact on my health. All of those things coming into play. And when I came to the understanding that I was really harming Elaine more than helping her because I wasn't able to do the job. When I came to understand her life would be better, well, then I had, and, and, and I'll tell you, there's, there's, the, there's the emotional decision-making and then there's the intellectual decision-making. Intellectually, I knew Elaine should be in assisted living. Emotionally, was horrible. And so I can remember it was uh, the day after Labor Day. I had talked with the people over here at, at, at the Lutheran home in advance. They were just absolutely terrific in, in helping me understand that Elaine was going to not only be well cared for physically, but also emotionally and as well. So I can remember when we were leaving the home and uh, I was ahead of Elaine and we live in a condo and I'm walking ahead of her and she left the door open and I didn't have the courage. I didn't have the wherewithal to say Elaine closed the door because I knew that that was just really the end of those moments uh, of her in our regular life. So anyway, so that was really tough, Jeremy. And, and I can remember that it was the day after Labor Day, and, but it was a beautiful day. And, um, and so when I left, I was walking into my car in the parking lot, and there was a couple there who were regulars in attending with Elaine uh, daycare, you know, memory care. And uh, so as I walked out, one of the uh, men who was in memory care, I would have to say probably 40 years old or so, maybe 45, maybe late 30s. But anyway, I'm, I was walking out. And, oh, Marty, he said, uh, he said, I love your shirt. Could I have that shirt? It's a beautiful blue shirt. Well, I happen to have another shirt in the car. I'm, low, I'm just feeling horrible. But anyway, so, all right, he said he loved my so. I said, well, come on over here. So I walked over to my car and I took off my, my shirt and, and then I put on another shirt. Now he, he said, don't I look really nice in this beautiful blue shirt? And I said, yes, you do. And so now people were giving me credit of giving, being willing to give the shirt off my back. Well, I want to tell you the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is I had just held up a, a quick trip store uh, and wearing that dark blue, uh, that, that blue shirt. And so the police were looking for a short, fat old man with a blue shirt. And now all of a sudden, this good-looking tall man uh, with a mustache was wearing this blue shirt. So they're still confused. And so uh, anyway, I don't know if I should have brought it up. I don't want to, you know, get myself in any trouble. But anyway, Jeremy, that uh, every, every person should know that that decision-making of going into the home is the toughest. But there are really good people there, uh, social workers and experienced people who can help with the transition. As difficult as it is, 
as difficult as it was, we know that it is the best. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Marty. I think a few people have already said, thank you for helping to change my perspective. I think right there, just talking through of a perspective you had prior to changing where Elaine was living, you were able to change that perspective with part of your family. And it's just so great that your family was involved. That's a big help that's on there. You mentioned the Lutheran home is where Elaine's at right now. I asked Heidi Mayer, who's part of the Lutheran home. She is actually on this webinar. I asked uh, if she doesn't mind, Heidi, do you mind just sharing just a bit about Marty and Elaine's Hope? Uh, That's the name of the memory care unit there at the Lutheran home. Hey, Marty. Uh, What can I say about my friend, Marty? Marty and I have known each other for a long time when he was on our board and, and helped us be the best organization we can be. So it's just been an honor to have him involved on a day-to-day basis with us. He's a dear friend. We love Elaine. We're so grateful that we get to take care and, and, and be with them every day. Um, it's one of those, those things that when the Lord brings you together, you're, you're grateful for the opportunity. And, and he's been a blessing to all of us for so many years. Marty, thank you. Elaine's hope would not be possible without Marty and his help and vision of that project. So. Yeah, well, thank you, Heidi. But, you know, when, when you say those wonderful things, I, I, I'm grateful for that. But uh, that reminds me, so this fellow, he passes away, the wife, the bereaved wife is at the you know, visitation and the bereaved wife is there and people are call, coming up to her and saying just how wonderful the husband was, how wonder, how gracious he was and how kind he was and so forth and just going on how good he was. And finally she... Uh, taps one of her children on the shoulder. He says, you just better go up and look in that coffin to make sure that that's your daddy. And so, but anyway, so, so thank you for that. But, but I, what goes on beyond that is the the resident assistants that are here, the people that on a daily basis, take care of Elaine and take care of others. I tell you, you cannot, they are just such outstanding people how they are able to come into the assisted living, residential uh, assisted living situation and leave all of their other concerns at the door and come in and do nothing but dedicate their time to helping the residents here live their best life possible. And uh, gosh, I uh, my heart goes out to them and, and they're just, grand, wonderful people. And so, so it's something really to be acknowledged and, and, and thankful for. But then Heidi, you're the one who always has been gracious and kind and caring. And, uh, and so uh, I thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. It's been a, it's been a privilege. And I agree with you 100% about our resident assistants. They are our brand. They are our secrets and uh, they are our greatest blessings. So as are you. <laughs> so Heidi, I see your picture there, but so they tried to do that with goldfish once upon a time. But anyway, it's it's good to see oh, your that's picture. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi, for, for coming on uh, and just sharing a little bit about that. So Elaine's Hope is the memory care unit that's at the, the Lutheran home. And Marty was a key fundraiser, key donor to having that, that memory created. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to you, Marty, but uh, certainly we've 
uh, are so happy that uh, you came on and that everyone, please email in or write in the chat that you want to have a copy of the book. We'll have them at our office in New Berlin, but I see some people that are even in Connecticut that are out of the um, the state, happy to mail this out to, to anyone. What's neat about this book here is a few things that say what I wish I had known, what I wish I had done. I imagine that that's a lot of great resources for, for people that are in that situation or getting close to that situation. Uh, so want to get that book out to everybody. But beyond that, what I don't know if I mentioned yet to you, Marty, is that uh, we're so, so grateful that you're a part of this. We're going to be donating some money to Elaine's Hope. And for anyone, a few people have asked how they can be helped uh, helpful in any way. Uh, I put in the chat uh, a link to where you could donate to Elaine's Hope as well too. Also a, a link to where you can learn more about Elaine's Hope. There's some people on here that have mentioned that they're they're going through the early stages of Alzheimer's and maybe Elaine's Hope is where they could uh, get some help from, from many memory care. And a lot of people are interested in the Alzheimer's Association. There's a local event coming up in just a, a couple of weeks. Uh, so I put the link to that local event. It's in Muskego. Uh, so just not too far away from Milwaukee. So I've got that link in there if you wanted to participate or donate. Just so many ways that you can get uh, involved. I know, especially too, you've been a um, big proponent of the Alzheimer's Association and their helpline. They've got a helpline if you've got just anything that you need help with related to Alzheimer's. They've got an 800 number on there. I just put that in the notes and the ALZ.org the website for Alzheimer's Association, that's in as well too. But so many people, Marty, are, are saying thank you. And uh, one person just said they've gone from tears to laughing. So, and that's a common theme I hear from people that are, are hearing your talk is that it's just so uh, emotional, various emotions on there. One question, yeah. Just a few things, if I might. In, in, in the back of the book, there's a listing of resources. And uh, among them, again, is that 800 number, Jeremy. Uh, that's a 24-7 line, and unfortunately, it's it's answered electronically, but there are people on duty 24-7 to answer whatever question you might have, and what a godsend, because sometimes we caregivers are existing moments where we just don't know what to do, and sometimes knowing that there is that 24-7 hotline uh, makes all the difference in the world. And then also, I want to mention that we have a website, mytwoelanes.com. And uh, people can find out more about that. But also we put out a monthly newsletter and anyone who wishes to subscribe to that newsletter. Uh, what I'm going to be talking about in the June newsletter uh, is uh, the fact that in Elkhorn, they have a very strong dementia friendly effort there and uh, trying to make sure people understand uh, some of the really important things to do to be dementia, dementia friendly. And one of them, among all of those things in a general category, is join the world of the person who now is. Uh, so, but we'll be talking about, and then we also talk about more, more, I'm trying to think of exactly how that goes, but I guess they say more troubles and tribulations are born out of lack of sleep uh, than almost any other cause. And so uh, we've got to be mindful yeah. awesome. of that. Uh, Marty, I, I've got a question here, but before I get to this question from Walter, one thing, especially with joining their world of the, the individual who has Alzheimer's is I've seen quite often a few news reports, some videos of you singing to Elaine. Can you just talk about how music just gets people connected and, and maybe brings them back and, and, and puts a smile on their face? 
Well, I'll tell you, I don't think I'm quite ready to go national. Uh, and I know that there's probably nobody asking for it, but as long as they did bring it up. So I'm not quite ready. But but I told you, you know, when we were talking about how uh, Elaine liked me more than her husband and how it was not necessary for her to know who I was for our hearts to touch. And so if we join the world of this person who now is, we, we look for ways where we can make the connect and certainly holding hands, certainly talking, but also singing. And it's, it's amazing whether it's I am Jesus, little lamb, or there are smiles that make us happy, or you are my sunshine, how just those familiar words and melodies and so forth can, can give our loved one an additional kind of, of comfort. And uh, music ends up being so important. We've got Alexa, and uh, I don't want to turn it on now, but just Alexa and, and uh, uh, different, different, the University of Wisconsin marching band, Elaine will actually uh, try and direct it uh, periodically, and, and then Patsy Klein, who's been around for a long time. So please, everyone understand the importance of, of music, the importance of of looking for different ways that we can have our loved one live their best life possible. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great advice on the music piece of it. It's just amazing how music gets hardwired into your, your brain in such a way that it, it's still, uh, people are still able to hold on to that for quite some time, uh, and, and even bring, bring them back, bring them happy memories. Yeah. One question we had here from Walter is do most people realize for as long as Elaine apparently did that they themselves have Alzheimer's? Say that again. I, I yeah, it's, that. You, so you had shared some notes from Elaine uh, where she was talking about how she, she knew she had Alzheimer's and yes. it seemed like she maybe knew that diagnosis for quite some time. Is that somewhat typical, would you say? Well, first of all, it is not typical for someone to have this journey for 18 years. Yeah. The journey uh, may be from, from five to seven years. And so within that framework, then, a lot of this is, is either compressed or expanded as far as the transition that our loved one goes through once diagnosed with, with early onset. And so it's, it's different. And it, they said, you know, you show me one situation of Alzheimer's and I'll show you just one situation of Alzheimer's. So it, 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 moves, it moves at different speeds for different people. And, uh, one, what, what happened was when Elaine was uh, first diagnosed, there was the mini uh, quiz. And that mini quiz basically uh, is still used today. And who is president of the United States of America? What day is your birthday? Just really simple kinds of questions. And so 30, I think, was, the, was, was if you're above 30, you're all right. If you're below 30, well, there's more of a challenge. And so uh, Elaine was at 27. And so she was three points below what would be considered normal. And uh, what happens then is that as the person, as the, the disease progresses, that then that score goes down because you begin to forget more and more. And so it does not go down arithmetically from 27, 26, 25, 24, 23. It may stay at 27 for a bit and then may actually drop down to a 22, say, for example, and then stay at that level, for instance, and then maybe down to a 21 and so forth. So, so the point is that every each individual situation is, is, is an each individual situation. And uh, 
there are some. Well, there's, there's, we have a little bit of time. There's, there's, Jeremy, there are two pivots that come into play. The one pivot, uh, and, and none of these take place like a snap of a finger. They take place over time, a very slow turning around. The one pivot is where the caregiver begins to understand the importance of letting go of that person who once was to embrace this person who now is. That's, and, and once you get to that point, that pivot, life is better and easier uh, for both you and your loved one. The other pivot is for the person who is ill. Uh, again, they, as I read in Elaine's notes, Elaine was in the process of denying she had it, then admitting she had it. And then as the disease progressed, finally, she's in her own world. And so, again, it's, it's all different for, for different people, but it is a, a matter in which they are struggling to try and maintain some type of a lifeline and, and, and some type of comfort. And if we don't understand this disease and we argue with them about different things and don't join their world as soon as we should, God, how much more difficult does that make for our loved one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody mentioned a movie called The Father. I haven't uh, seen that, but uh, she said it's a great movie for caregivers. It just came out and it just, uh, just, talks through the experience that caregivers have with, with the Alzheimer's diagnosis and, and working with their, their loved ones that have Alzheimer's uh, on there. We'll finish maybe with one last question. Seems like a, t- a tough situation this person's in. Hopefully you've got a, a bit of advice, but he asks, every time I visit my mother in assisted living, she says, it is your responsibility to get me out of here. So asking for mm-hmm. some, uh, some advice if you, if you can. Okay, uh, a couple of things. Uh, first, first of all, the 800 hotline is one of them. Uh, certainly talking with the social worker uh, where at, at the assisted living facility. And we might explore you know, how, to, how, to, uh, how to be a detective, but also how to practice redirection. And if, if your mom would say, it's your responsibility to get me out of here. Well, again, we wanna try and join her world and we could say, yes, mom, I understand. You know, I agree, you know, and, and let me work on that. And, you know, let's in the meantime, talk about all of the things that were, that, that, that you like. Let's uh, get involved in, uh, in, in looking at, at, at some pictures so we can be, we understand how you feel about certain things. So it is, it is a matter of redirection. It is a matter of not taking head off, you know, the, no way you're going to get out of here. That that's certainly not the answer, but it could be yes. I can understand how you feel. So validate those feelings, and then after the validation, uh, somehow or another through redirection. There's other kinds of answers. So Marianne, you are on the screen. Any, but this is Marianne Claire Day. Marianne was a former uh, development director for the Alzheimer's Association, and now is uh, is working with me with with my two Elaine's just trying to make sure that we can do everything we can to to help caregivers learn cope and survive. So Marianne, do you have any thoughts on that question? 
I think entering the reality is a great one. And also, you know, I was just looking up some other possible situations, but being consistent and sometimes you just have to state clearly, mom, you're in a wheelchair or mom, you're not able to walk. And so it's a challenge, but, you know, we're going to do everything we can to get you as healthy as possible so you can be independent. Don't argue, don't get emotional and acknowledge her feelings. Yeah. Like Marty said, I can... What do you like most about home and what do you what do you look forward to? But don't think that the desire will ever leave her mind because she will probably always want you to get her out of there. And so Marty's comment about redirection and changing the subject in in a way if you can not therapeutic fibbing is a wonderful way to um to utilize that Marty has talked about. And so again, Try what you can do. Call on help. Blame the doctors. Doctors say you need to be here, mom. I My hands are tied. You know, that might be another way to, to communicate that. So you take the burden and the blame off yourself. But that's what I would do. Good. Just mention one or two more things about, about Marianne. Uh, she was a caregiver for her mom uh, for 11 years and also a caregiver now for her brother. So she uh, is just an unbelievable assistance in, in helping me answer and deal with some of these questions. And one, one thing in, in just a quick sort of takeaway, stay out of the line of fire. And uh, so it's not you that's having your mother in the home, it's the doctor. If the car to be taken away, uh, it's the mechanic who says the car is not gonna work. It's, it's the tires that got busted. Uh, it's the Department of Motor Vehicles who suspended the license for a bit of time and so forth and so forth. Now, you as a caregiver are never going to do anything negative. It's always somebody else. You can always blame it on Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Marianne, for coming on and sharing your words of wisdom there too. Marty, any final words of wisdom from yourself? And then I'll, I'll wrap it up. Well, just to know that I'm grateful to you, Jeremy, for the opportunity and to Thank you and Thriven for what you do. And just to reinforce that if Alzheimer's is bad, ignorance of the disease is worse. And this is a mission for me. And so if anyone has any, any, any thoughts on opportunities where we can visit and talk and, 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 and be with, with, with people, I would very much like to do that. But, so, but thanks, Jeremy, very much. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to get connected to Marty, go to mytwoelaines.com. That therapeutic fibbing that Marianne referenced, I believe is a chapter even in this book, just talking how that is a, is a helpful thing. Someone just wrote in, final comment is that you are a blessing. And I absolutely agree, uh, both of you are blessings. And, and thanks for coming on out. Uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate all that you do, Marty, on behalf of caregivers and people with Alzheimer's. And I'd say, especially thank you for taking great care of Elaine. I'm sure it's so incredibly appreciated. Thank you. Okay. So we just got to finish up listening to, to Marty, give some, some great, great answers and great messages to people, especially that are caregivers themselves that are facing the situation where they've got a loved one that is beginning or, or in the depths of, of their Alzheimer's journey. What do you think, Eric? What, what's out to you there? <laughs> That guy, uh, he's amazing. I, I I loved the first podcast. I loved listening to you know the story, which was just heart 
wrenching and, and touching in, in so many different ways, but he brought a lot of uh, humor to it. But I, I think that stuck with me is the therapeutic fibbing, which I just is genius. Yes. I've, I, we spoke earlier, you know, off, off air that I've got family members that have gone through this. And my uncle Bob, if he had just known about therapeutic fibbing, mm-hmm. my aunt Donna wouldn't have just drove him bananas, right? Because she was angry yeah. a lot of the time. And, and unfortunately, she was angry at him a lot of the time. So that would have really helped. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing that Marty talks about throughout his whole story is that you need to join their world. Their view of the world is completely different from yeah. your own view. And it's it's getting you nowhere to say that, Mom, it's not Tuesday. Dad, your your cousin died 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no advantage that you're going to bring to the, the individual, to the patient by creating a conflict you know if, if it's if they think it's tuesday guess what day it is if they think their cousin's playing the baseball game tomorrow you know go cheer them on That's there's right. just uh, a way to go to uh, decrease the stress and it's just funny that they that's a great term the therapeutic fibbing Probably yeah. something you should not practice on your spouse at this point in life <laughs> well there goes my afternoon all right thanks jeremy <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well, good. Well, I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that, that Q&A with Marty. want to remind you that we've got his book to give away. Please send me an email, jeremy at kylefp, K-E-I-L-F-P.com, or go to our podcast website, retirement-revealed.com, and you can contact us through there. Love to get that book on out to you. Just want to thank everyone for uh, coming on out. Thank Marty and Marianne Claire Day for sharing their time uh, with us. And thank you for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you'll make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.